Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Herfcast. Uh, this episode was recorded live down in Arkansas at my buddy Emerson's place. He's got two lodges out there that are available for rent throughout the year. Um, he's got Salt Bayou and Crooked Creek down in England, Arkansas. Look them up. Uh, I'll have a link in the uh, notes and whatnot. And before we get started here, um, this episode was challenging because we had four mics and seven guys. Um, so the audio was audio was really bad to start uh, in parts, but I had a buddy of mine, producer Phil, from Tonight's Brew. You could find that on YouTube and wherever you find podcasts. Uh, he's also involved with a couple other shows, including Indian Indie Animals with my buddy Jake. But uh, Phil's a good dude, and he definitely took care of a lot of the issues in this episode. Plus, he even did a little uh, editing for me as far as uh, getting rid of some gaps. And I can't thank him enough for that. So uh, thanks again to Phil for helping out with the audio. Here is a little snippet to show you the the difference that that he made so yeah down here you're never very far from a duck call or a meth pipe <laughs> that was the before and here's the after so yeah down here you're never very far from a duck call or a meth pipe <laughs> so thanks again for uh doing all that phil you the man uh so let's get into the episode um yeah, enjoy. Hopefully, uh, everything sounds all right. No, you get like four seconds. There you go. All right. So, uh, the Herfcast from Crooked Creek in England, Arkansas, apparently the duck and rice capital of the world, or the U.S. at least. You can hear the ducks. So, um, Anyway, it's Cigar Palooza. I'm here with uh, guys from Cigar the Geeks. The best people on the planet. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this, what, eight years now? With with, with with one year off? One year. One year off, yeah. Damn pandemic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. We've been having a pretty good weekend so far. It is Saturday. Uh See, a few of us got in on Thursday, a couple of us got in yesterday, Mike got in today, and um, yeah. there we go. We got, it, it is the ATF and Herf. There you go. No. Huh? Yeah, baby! <laughs> so, yeah. Alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and uh, podcasting. Building behind us. So yeah, we got uh, seven people here with four mics. So uh, deal with it. Anyway, um, yeah, we've been having a good time. Emerson, up five mics technically, I guess. Well played, Jared. Um, yeah, Emerson smoked up some uh, pork loins. Uh, we had some Cajun food from a food truck earlier that was pretty damn good. Shit, the last couple of nights are kind of a blur. Uh, I was supposed to do some dove hunting, and uh, hasn't really worked out yet. So, 
maybe maybe tomorrow morning Dove if I can one, wake up. Brian zero. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm used to that shit. <laughs> buy buy <laughs> a license. One, Mike and Kent. I mean, uh, Brian and Kent zero. <laughs> oh, you had to go there, didn't you? Oh yeah, the armadillos, armadilla. Armadillo, huh? The armadillo. Yeah, me and Kent definitely uh, did not shoot an armadillo. We just didn't want anybody to get leprosy. Yeah. But. Just looking out for the squad. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Took one for the team. So, uh, most of us here have met previously in past Paloozas and whatnot. Uh, this is the first time I'm meeting Mike, and I think this is the first time everybody but Emerson has met you, right? Yeah, <laughs> live and in the flesh. Live and in the flesh, obviously. We all know each other from Cigar Geeks. Um, like I said, uh, this got started eight years ago or so. I think it was 2014, 15. 2015 is when we started planning the first one, and I think we met up in Columbus. Because I had seven. I had seventeen. Carrie had sixteen. Brad had fifteen, I believe. So fifteen was the first one. Yeah. And then obviously we took 2020 off. Yeah. Damn pandemic. Yeah. It's my 19. Yeah. Yeah. No, yours was. Yeah, yours was 19, and then Minnesota was 21. Yeah. So yeah, Pittsburgh was 19. What are we? 18 was Buta, Texas. Yeah. Only one I've missed. Oh yeah. Buta. Beautiful Buta, Texas. That that's that's why you always has that as a signature. Yeah, so. I just always thought it was Buddha. Yep. Beautiful Buddha. Just, like just like everybody else who's ever driven through there. Right. Yeah. I like that town. That, that was that was a nice little town. Cigar Vault so. is awesome. Cigar Vault for sure. Uh definitely missed Brian on this uh on this gathering. Brian being Nyrab. But let's see we got Dan watching college football and grabbing a bottle of whistle pig. Um, what am I drinking? Oh, I'm drinking the rabbit hole, the rabbit hole rye. You're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm. I don't think I'm a big fan. I I think I don't know that I'm. A, I can't remember if I like the green label or the red label out of the rabbit hole. There's like two other ones they make that are hard to find. I forget the names. They all got names to them. That's Boxer Grail there. Yeah. So this one's the Boxer Rail or Boxer Grail. How do you? One word, Boxer Grail. Is there a G in there? Yeah, Boxer Grail. All right. I think the Wisconsin Wheat from 45th Parallel. That's Wisconsin Wheat. Favorite. Wisconsin Wheat was uh, pretty damn good. Uh, Jared's drinking it now. <laughs> so he thinks. It has been changed no. to something else now. Uh, what? What is it? It has What's been that? changed to something else. What is it now? The what we- is it now? Yeah. The and cast strength? It's a uh, 120 proof cast strength Richmond rye that uh, is apparently just as delicious. Yeah. I'm hearing. But last night, it was last not. Last night, it was not. Yeah. No. But now it's in a different bottle. It's fucking <laughs> and now glorious. It delicious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll pipe that down. We'll see it's if he like actually listens to the surf cast yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. So. I don't know how well this is going to work out with, uh, I mean, me, Kent, and Chuck could be heard pretty well. Everybody else, not so much, uh, except for Emerson when he when he creeps up to the mic like a phantom. So. <laughs> Boom! 
apparently I, I've, I've got some work to do on my duck call. I bought my first duck call today. Um, grabbed one on Emerson's rec- recommendation. So Emerson um, does uh, some guided guided hunts for ducks and, and whatnot. Uh, we're at his lodge. Uh, he's got two lodges. He's got the Salt Bayou and Crooked Creek. Both of them are England, right? Yeah, both of them, England, Arkansas. Crick. Oh, sorry, Crooked Crick. 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 So. Use selection and duck call. It's Creek in the South. Strongly the drug yeah. Yeah, it definitely does look like a fucking pipe. It looks like a little glass pipe. Yeah. It's uh for. Oh, shit. You went to the wrong store. <laughs> <laughs> Emerson had ulterior motives for me, I guess. <laughs> So. Yeah, down here you're never very far from a duck call or a meth pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Can't swing a dead cat around here without, without it. <laughs> and let me tell you, there was not a duck call at the Dollar General. <laughs> yeah, so the first night, it's uh, me, Kent, Chuck, and Emerson. And uh, we're out here bullshitting, smoking cigars, obviously, having some drinks. And... Um, you know, the, the patio is off the back of the house, uh, a little offset, and Kent notices an armadillo coming around the house. So, naturally, you know, me and Kent jump up, both with our fucking uh, 9mm handguns, and Emerson starts panicking. Don't fucking shoot the house. Don't shoot the house. Fucking get away. You you get around the house before you fucking shoot at it. I had already seen them shoot earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean for good reason. For good reason. I, I, I won't oh, deny sure. that. And uh it was just a little bit of trust issue. So I had uh it would have been different had they been aiming for the house. Yeah. <laughs> now see if we were if we were aiming for the house, we would have got the fucking armadillo. Shoot the house and we'll be okay. Yeah. There's a reason they got away too with two full magazines. Yeah, that's uh yeah, so me. Kent and myself both emptied our magazines with no armadillo to show afterwards. And so. if anybody listening has ever tried to kill an armadillo, don't think it's that easy. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a bad deal, too, because Emerson makes a mean armadillo. Now, now just, just, for, just for a little backstory here, uh, <laughs> back in the day, like we, we've been doing the video chats for a long fucking time. Uh, with 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 geeks doing you know just the virtual herfs and whatnot and we had a guy one of the regulars had an armadillo coming through his yard and he tried shooting it and he couldn't he couldn't fucking hit it put a hole in the boat didn't he did he i thought he might have hit the boat i shot one with one shot yeah that's that's what i'm getting to and then like what it, it wasn't even a week later was it it like like a couple nights later emerson's on the herf and uh he's like oh shit an armadillo and he reaches to his side grabs his handgun takes the armadillo out in one shot closes his eyes so so uh holds a mirror up in front of his face so from from that point uh that that that's what created the uh the atf badge on geeks isn't it the alcohol tobacco and firearms uh badge on, on on cigar geeks so lo and behold, we get here, we get the we get the opportunity to go ahead and take out an armadillo, and uh, we're in Stephen Nice Warmer territory. Uh, we 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 are not up to Emerson's par. Right. So all we were doing was trying to save some more people from leprosy. Yeah, and just so just so if if anybody's questioning, 
they are a disease carrying nuisance. So um, if anyone wants to be mad at me for shooting at an armadillo, I'm surprised. Too bad. Brave enough to come out to East Duck Lodge in the first place. Right? They know better. Pretty, think. pretty well documented. Well, see, that was the whole thing, Mike, is I hadn't seen one here for a while. So when it came, we just fucked with it a little bit. Missed it. So he could tell all of his friends they can come back and they're safe. <laughs> yeah. Wait till next weekend. You guys will be killing Armadillo. It'll be Armadillo stew all weekend. Mmm. Mm, leprosy. Yeah. Leprosy lasagna. <laughs> leprosy lasagna. <laughs> leprosy lasagna. I, I love the fact that... uh. Emerson's wearing a trash panda shirt right now as well. Should we um, go around and say what we're all smoking? Yep. Smoking and drinking. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, right now I got the uh, the rabbit hole. What's it called, Jared? Boxer Grail. Boxer Grail. Smoking a Tobaccoology by Oscar. Um, that's going pretty damn well. So... And you can uh, pick those up at Sody Cigar and Pipe in Oak Park Pikes, Minnesota. Can you though? Oak Park Heights. Can you? I I thought you bought the last bundle. Uh, uh, we got we got more coming. Oh okay. Isn't it uh, an exclusive for like Virginia or something? Tobaccoology. Yeah, well, I I don't know anything about it. I just yeah. know that you brought the cigars. Yes, yeah, sir. They are delicious. Oscar blend as usual. Yeah. So, uh, Chuck, what you got? I have the uh, Crown Heads Tennessee Walls. Oh, Tennessee Waltz. Very good cigar for those who uh, like the Crown Heads line. What are you drinking? Anything? Um, I just finished some Basil Hayden and uh, probably be going back for more. Especially since Kent's up. Maybe he could maybe be a nice guy. Maybe he could be a lamb and grab the Basil Hayden's. Um, yeah, that's we we were talking earlier. Like I I gave I gave Basil Hayden's the uh, the good old college try again. Like I've tried it a few other times and uh just doesn't do it for me. But and um, you know, Chuck's a big fan. A lot of people love the Basil Hayden's. I just can't get into it. So, no. uh, Dan, what you got? Yeah, I got me a nice Lito Gomez Small Batch Six. Been hanging around in my humidor for a long time. And I got a little Whistle Pig Tenure. Just a uh, just the regular hundred proof stuff. No. It's a nice uh, post barbecue pairing. All right. Uh, let's see, Jared, what you got? Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I got myself this uh, nicely aged Opus X A Destino Al Siglo. Me and Dan got a really good deal on a box way back and we split it up. Yeah, it was a little while. Yeah. And then I got some of this uh, Wisconsin wheat. Delicious stuff. Thanks, Kent. Beautiful Bye. whiskey. That's from, uh, that's from, is that, is that in New Richmond? In New Richmond, Wisconsin. New Richmond, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what you got? Got a, uh, feral flying pig and a two women logger by New Glarus. Is that what you call it? New Glarus. From, uh, looks like Southern Wisconsin. Yep. New Glarus, Wisconsin. Well, you always did say you could handle two women. (laughs) Yes, Well, disappoint two women anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Kent, what you got? I am smoking uh, uh, Roma Craft Neanderthal, and I uh, got a little pour of Smoke Wagon here. All right, yeah. So, so Smoke Wagon's a recent discovery to the group. Um, once, not this bottle though. Yeah, well, obviously uh, not this bottle, but who 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 brought that one? I got it Jared got it. 
Jared got it at the airport. Oh, on the on the way here from the airport. Yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna have to uh, just uh, voice Jared and Dan for them. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll try to come up with some fucking did, uh, did some we fun get what voices. He's smoking and drinking. Uh, oh yeah, E. What, what yeah. you got? He is the host. Let's not. Try well, to no, I, I I went to you. I went to you while the tr- mic was transitioning. So gotcha, then I forgot. Liga Pravada number nine pig. Thanks, Mike, and some sweet tea. Sweet tea. God damn, you guys are gonna make me fucking edit this shit. Oh, you're gonna edit the shit out of this. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's, that's hey. for all you listeners out there. What did we say about the Wambulance last night? <laughs> that's for all three of you listeners out there. Brian's gonna have to edit this shit. <laughs> I usually get about 60 or so. 60? Yeah. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Yes. So. Six or 60? 6-0. Six that's, that's, that's generally my average. Nice. So. But, uh, yeah, you can even, uh, even hear some of the bugs in the background. Do we need to do some ad reads or something? I don't uh, this, epi- this episode is brought to you by the Crooked Crick hunting lodge in and the salt bayou hunting lodge both of them in england arkansas uh emerson if you want to do your spiel just grab the mic and fucking give everybody the rundown on where you're at and what you do there you go uh we are a A little bit closer like actually use the microphone (laughs) all right then there we go we are a airbnb style uh Duck Hunting Lodge in England, Arkansas. We're about 20 minutes from Stuttgart, the duck hunting and rice capital of the world. Um, our website's www.saltbiohuntinglodge.com. And y'all can look on there for more information if you need to. And uh, what, are the, what are the main hunting seasons our main hunting seasons here are uh, duck and goose is the main thing down here. We're uh, run from about middle of November to uh, the end of February. And ducks and geese. And if there if there's no hunting season going on, the place is still open for business, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, we rent it out during the whole year. Um, for we've got fishing and that kind of stuff here too. Yeah. Uh, this house will sleep uh, eight. I guess eight eight pretty cum. I mean, technically, you could do uh, what four couples and four kids. Yeah, it's what uh, six six double beds and two single beds here. Yeah, and the other house is is uh, two two doubles and uh, eight single beds. So yeah, so so in in this in this place that we're at Crooked Creek. Uh, we got four bunk beds, so uh, we've got five rather large men all staying here, and we're not bumping into each other, so it's 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 pretty comfortable. When I think about a bunk bed, I think about you know jump on top of it and it's all swaying and everything. Use the damn mic. Yeah, when you jump on a bunk bed, you're always worried it's going to be swaying and moving around. No, these things are built like. Like they'll withstand an atomic blast. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, because when my big ass gets up on the top of it, I mean, like when I'm drunk, it's a little bit of a struggle. But like last night, it's a yeah, <laughs> it was a struggle last night. I got to watch that. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was, it was like watching uh, walruses on the beach getting there. Anyway, going up onto the light the lifeguard deck. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I mean, like, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> All right, I I I got to I got to have you like try to talk into the mic instead of like instead of talking to each other. Yeah, <laughs> you mean. What am I supposed to do with my hands? No, that's perfect. You, yeah, you just cradle it like oh, that. Right? Right? Yeah. 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 Dan, just just grab it like right below the right below the head there, and put like it towards your mouth. You'll be all right. Here, want me to hold it for you? I'm all bashful now. I'm sorry, buddy. Now, see that 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 works a whole hell of a lot better. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if you guys just want to hold it and pass it to each other, that's fine. But, um, yeah, I got to commend Emerson on a selection of mattresses. Excellent. Sleeping. Yeah. Very comfortable. The uh, the bathrooms, the showers are like tiled and like spacious. 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 Yes. Spacious. Bathrooms. Yeah. Both of y'all fit in that shower pretty easy, right? We haven't. Oh, there was there was probably room for a couple more of us. <laughs> I think four even. I can't reach my own. I, back. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe 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 in the one bathroom, the other bathroom, it's a you know two's max, two's max. So we have skinny guy bathroom and we have big boy bathroom. Yeah, and and that that is true. But designed for that. Yeah. So uh, one bathroom's got the heavy duty toilet, and the other bathroom's got the normal people toilet. Uh, this group, there's a lot of competition for the big guy yeah. bathroom. <laughs> I, I I don't think there's anybody here under 200 pounds. That's that's guaranteed. Um, I think the 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 lightest we got going here is probably 220. So there's 225. Not many here See, under I, three. I was close. I was close. <laughs> yeah, that's I I'm I'm right around 230. Yeah. So. Uh, smelt. Yeah. So was I in junior high. <laughs> I dropped under four just for this occasion, you know. Just well, we appreciate it. You know, we didn't we didn't have to go out and get any specialized chairs or anything. You know, all the hard work. <laughs> but all right, now that now that we're twenty five minutes in and we got the microphone situation straightened out, maybe we could we could get the conversation going. So. Um, so yeah, like I said earlier, like well, all, all of us here know each other because of cigar geeks with the exception of Mike and Emerson, they knew each other before cigar geeks, um, cigars, cigars did bring them together. Emer- Emerson introduced me to cigar geeks and decent cigars. When I met Emerson, I was smoking Gurkhas and Cinco Vegas cigars there goes, yeah, sorry. Not that that's not a great stick. <laughs> but our taste kind of developed in unison, I think, and uh, peer pressure, mostly. Peer pressure between the two of you or from outside the two Yeah, of you? between the, between the two yeah, of you. Remember the first cigar you smoked? I mean, cigar, cigar. Uh, yeah, I had some nondescript air quotes cuban from the dominican on a cruise ship but i can't remember the first cigar i smoked that i decided hey i think i'm gonna start smoking cigars now well you were saying earlier like you used to smoke a lot of swisher sweets yes some 
some vanilla tipped Swisher sweets. We've got a, a mutual buddy named Jordan, and I gave him about twenty five from a box of fifty that I've been nursing for a couple of years, <laughs> and that got him through some tough times. I think. So we should go around and uh, everybody share what your first cigar is that you can recall. All right. Well, start us off, Dan. Yeah, I think I was in, I was on my first tour of duty in Iraq, and there was a little, AFES, the Armed Force, Armed Service, uh, little store that they deploy to combat zones, had some Cuesta Rays in glass tubes, and I got some Cuesta Ray, and it was god-awful. Don't I be mean, fucking up my fucking duck call over there. Yeah, watch out for that duck call. You guys, I paid. I paid a lot of money for that duck call. Don't fuck that up. Yeah, he's, yeah. He spent. He spent at least fifteen dollars on that duck call. Uh, Twenty. <laughs> now, now, I, I do have to say that uh, Emerson did save me probably a hundred and thirty dollars because I was I was getting ready to buy a call from uh, Rich and Tone, and yeah, real nice cities, and um, like because I, I asked him, I said, you know, all right, I want. Well, you know, what's what's a good call that I could buy here for, you know, beginner and this and that? He's like, you don't you don't want to spend the money on, you're not going to find anything for beginners here, you know. Yeah. So we went next door to the store over there, and uh, he 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 got me the starter call, so. But uh. I think there was a saying on the Richard Tone wall that said something like, "A good call in the hands of an amateur is one of the greatest conservation efforts." Yeah, you know, by Nash Bridges. That's a great quote. Yeah, Jared. Jared just mentioned uh, on the wall at Rich and Tone. Uh, do you know the quote, Em? Uh, yeah, it's something something due to the nature of uh, the the a duck a duck call in the hands of an unskilled caller is one of um, conservation conservation's greatest assets. Yeah, by, and yeah, who Nash that, Buckingham? Nash Buckingham. Like 1930s or so, I Probably, think he's, he, yeah. he, he was quoted that. So, all right, sorry, Dan. I yeah. Let me let me add this. Not that Rich and Tone aren't great calls. Just that that's probably not the greatest call for a beginner. Oh no, that that's I I thought I thought I was conveying that when yeah. when I said like you know you're not going to find a beginner call there. You know you're yeah. you're you're looking for a high quality, Definitely. advanced call. But sorry, Dan. I did I didn't mean to cut you off, but. Dan, did you did you finish or I I yeah. kind of cut you off when when Emerson was fucking my shit up. Yeah. So. No, that was it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, just just Iraq. I had some downtime. Needed a cigar. Yeah. I moved on to the Arturo Fuente Curly Head Deluxe, which is still a that decent was, cigar. That was my very first box purchase. Yeah. Those those are Arturo Fuente Curly Head Deluxes. They're a short filler, medium filler. Uh, cigar, but it's they punch above their weight class. So. Yeah, I think I I think I spent like eighty bucks on that box, and you know, like I said, you know, for for a first box, a first box purchase as a somewhat beginner smoker, it, absolutely, it worked out well. Yep. So again, sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to cut you off, but um, all right, Jared's gonna go. Yeah, Jared's gonna go. So, my first cigar, real cigar besides a black and mild, I was 15. I was say blunt. It, no, that's not a cigar. Come on now. But uh, 
So I was at a family reunion in Miami, and an uncle of mine had a box of Arturo Fuente double chateaus. And uh, yeah, just sat there with a big ass cigar in a lawn chair in the middle of a park and enjoyed the shit out of it. So started smoking cigars after that. And I'm smoking Arturo Fuente again for this herf. And now you turned into the, the bougiest cigar smoker there is. <laughs> what 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 was that the the Destino Asiglo, right? A size. That yeah, the Destino Asiglo A. So uh let's see who's who's gonna go next for the first cigar. I'll get it. I'll All get right. it. Kent? I smoked a, a pipe for many years and I got a I think it was just a customer appreciation gift bag from Pipes and Cigars. Had a Avo Classic Number no. 5. <laughs> Smoked that on a motorcycle trip up in Tomahawk around the campfire. I was hooked after that. Well, it literally just turned these lights on and I got smacked in the face with, by a fucking mosquito. And the mosquitoes here are about an inch and a half long. Yeah, and they are And they're fucking, full of venom. Yeah, they are, they are relentless, and it's, it's ridiculous. But, We've seen them carry off small young children. Yeah. The, the, Some larger children. <laughs> but we didn't really care about them. No, they were brats. They breed with hummingbirds here. <laughs> all right who's who, who's next for the to be clear the mosquito the hummingbirds are not willing partners when the mosquitoes breed them <laughs> <laughs> typically a case of mistaken identity well. <laughs> it's funny I, I did see a hummingbird earlier this morning and I, I thought it was a dragon you thought it was a dove for a minute no no <laughs> not quite not quite, but jokes were had. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Didn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a surprising lack of songbirds here this afternoon. <laughs> Usually, there's quite a few around, but then I heard they went on a dove hunt this morning. So. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that too far. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, the. Uh, to be fair. To be fair. I believe that's a pileated woodpecker. Um, uh, uh, still my, make a, a damn fine uh, my, popper, though. My, my guide my guide for the weekend uh, also mistaked a bird for a dove earlier as well. So I don't I don't feel so bad. That was to make you feel good? It, yeah, it's probably. I mean, I appreciate it. So Is that a dove? No, it's a red-tailed hawk. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you get in trouble for that, Mikey. You got you got it. What's yours first? Um, I we were. I'm sitting here going back and forth behind the mic with Emerson, and I honestly can't remember. But when we first got in, like really got into it, we took a trip to Arizona, Scottsdale, right? And we were staying in this little resort, and they had these little bricks that were, you know, kind of jut. It was a fancy looking brick that had these little ledges all the way down. And we had a box of those. What are those called? Leon, e? Leon Jimenez. Leon Jimenez. Oh, so, yeah, great smoke. Um, and then we had a bunch of, of those acids, you know, Liga Pravada flavored sticks. <laughs> and we just stacked those on the little ledges that the bricks made all no weekend. Smoking no smoking balcony. Um, and drank lemonade from lemons we knocked out of trees with uh, lawn chairs. Oh, that's that's a good hunting. Oh, it was practice. a good time, man. Yeah, right. I made like forty bucks at a blackjack table that that put us in booze for the weekend, and 
we had a good time. My first cigar, I, I cannot remember. I've been smoking cigars since before college, but uh, I, just uh, Swisher Sweet here and there and everywhere. And and uh, I think my first box purchase was that box of Leon Jimenez. Uh, bought those. That's been years ago now so how much did that box cost? I, there's no telling well, it was $13. it was damn expensive at the time <laughs> until you get into it and you're like that was a cheap box of cigars <laughs> but they were hey at the time they were good you know we didn't know any different i kind of miss those days oh yeah when you could smoke a two dollar stick and be just happy yeah, as you could be oh, man yeah. yep you know, I'm sitting there smoking a flying pig I probably paid $17 for, and I, yeah. I love it, you know, but I'm not going to smoke one of these every day. I'm not Jared, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude Dude just met you, and he already knows you. <laughs> How would you, Chuck? Mine's pretty easy to remember. Uh, 1995, Sydney Harbor, Romeo and Juliet, number one, Tubo. Nice. I don't know why, just one of the stupid things to stick in your mind. I was traveling on business in Australia, and my boss was a cigar smoker. We just finished a deal, just finished dinner. said, let's celebrate with a cigar. I said, I'll travel. I, di- I didn't know you traveled so much for work back in the I day. I traveled a lot for work. Yeah. Having been to Sydney Harbor, I mean, that's a top, top shelf cigar to, to have as your first cigar. But, I mean, in that, in that context, in that setting... You could have been smoking a backwoods or a. It, it wouldn't have mattered. It would have been amazing. That's yep. a beautiful spot. We were sitting at Circular Key, looking across at the Sydney Harbor Opera House. Oh man! It was absolutely magnificent. That's awesome. Um, let's see. So one of the topics that we were going to talk about tonight is how cigars bring people together. Uh, Chuck, I believe that that was your idea. So I, I just I just thought this is the, a fine example. Right no, oh, for sure. I mean, 100%. you know, how long ago? None of us knew each other. So yeah, we were we were looking. Twelve. Yeah, when I joined. That's Jared. Jared was looking up when everybody joined earlier, and most of us were. Let's see, Chuck. I think you were the earliest at 2012, March and then 2012. and then the rest of us were pretty much like 13, 14, 15. Um, so that's that's like when when we all joined the forum and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so in, in under Slack. 10, in under 10 years, uh, with only seeing each other in person, a handful of times, um, you know, we've all become, you know, I'd, I'd like to think pretty damn good friends in real life. Uh, oh, go ahead, right? No, go ahead. I just, I, I, I truthfully, and I've told my wife this several times that if it wasn't for Paul Humler and Cigar Geeks, these are probably the best friends I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And it all comes cigars. I, I cigars it was, did it. Yeah. I think it was the video herfs that really made the We love you, man. When we started using the, the video herfs. Yeah. The, the, the Google Hangouts for, for the video herfs. Um, I, I remember back when, at least when, when I started, I know you guys started a little bit before I got there, but like when me when me and Kent started, like we it was four four five six o'clock in the morning to the point where we would be on and um, Hebron 
Thomas Thomas Hebron, he'd he'd hop on from fucking Norway when it was his evening while me and Kent are just hammered. Yeah, so then we could have a drink here with a with a good buddy over in Norway. Yeah. So uh Emmer said something about an oil field. Yeah, I'd I'd log on from my from the front seat of my truck whenever I was working in an oil field every now and then on those two. Yeah, remember that. Yeah. I can remember you throwing a shoe at a mouse. In your camper out in the oil fields. I have done that, hurt. yes. <laughs> yep, mobile cigar lounge. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, if that's not a testament to, to how much cigars bring bring people together, of, of, of all walks of life, I might add, uh, you, you look at all of our backstories and I think we're all, we, we're all pretty unique uh, when compared to each other. Yeah, I mean... It's almost like uh, you form friendships good enough that, hell, we can piss each other off and still be friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, hell, we all definitely don't agree politically or or anything like that, but we all, we all sure as shit get along right now, you know. Mosquitoes, on the other hand. Oh, my God. FJB. <laughs> We've got... Uh, Hey, you forgot the Two hashtag. members of the group fogging themselves with deep woods backs uh, off and cutter, and uh, the uh, the country cologne is being applied liberally. Yeah, I would like to point out that the two locals are relatively unaffected by the mosquitoes. Yeah, well, they like that. They like that new blood. Yeah, we could tell. <laughs> yeah, that's right. we could tell. Well, the 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 one of the locals needs to get that uh that torch going, that that fogger. <laughs> That's why he invites people down here. Uh, so to keep so the mosquitoes off of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know collectively how many rounds of ammunition do you think you guys uh, went through this weekend? Couple hundred. Boy, I, a couple hundred. That's it. We got to be upwards in the thousands. That's, oh, I mean, oh no, I I meant probably just me. I mean, yeah, as a group, yeah. No, it's I. I know early earlier today I went through what well, what was it Kent was it 93 94 rounds that I went 90, through in about a minute 90, and a half 93 rounds I think you said Yeah four four magazines for the Smith uh two magazines for the Sig one magazine for the Rock Island and then three shells out of the shotgun And has there just been one small grass fire or did uh, I miss a few Oh no that you you got to witness the the dragon's breath shotgun shell uh grass fire that Emerson set off uh, I I would like to emphasize that Emerson he did it set okay. off and I would also like to em- emphasize that you know hey we should probably wait until nightfall to do that um which earlier earlier today Emerson even said, "Hey, when we do these dragons breath tonight, make more. sure make sure we go high because I don't want to set the grass on fire." And then what happens? I wanted to see if it would light the targets on fire. Oh, it definitely lit the targets on fire and it let the <laughs> it lit the grass on fire too. He was just showing you what not to do later. Yeah. He he was the uh, the the safety video yeah. before the fun. A do good, what I a say, good host. not what I do. Yeah. We can shoot in that spot again now. <laughs> yeah, we can shoot in that spot. <laughs> it's a little bit wetter than it was before. Yeah. A good host will illustrate the safety precautions, not just say them. <laughs> so. Any highlights? Snake hunting. Oh yes. I like snake hunting. Going going to get the snakes by the creek. 
So. <laughs> I think so. we can all agree that when Mike showed up, it was a pretty big deal. It, it was. Yeah. I, you know, I, more ways than one. I, I, got, <laughs> I got out of the shower, and all of a sudden, Mike Casey was there. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was a little no, bit wait. surprised and you, had to get dressed. You, did you just notice that when you opened up the shower curtain? Yeah. <laughs> he was really surprised because I was in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't, if I hear a shower running, I'm going to go check it out. I mean, you know, it's just, it's what I do. It's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> is, is that your soap on the floor? <laughs> no, I, I bet, you know, getting back to the, the topic of community, I mean, we all have stories probably going into shops that you've never been in before. Oh, yeah. You just sit down and you can start talking bullshit with anybody. Yep. I mean, I, I've noticed that. All For sure. You know, after I uh, after I got married, life kind of got busy, and I hadn't been in a B and M since. I stopped in at uh, Cigar King in Scottsdale one time in 2021, and that was until uh, about a month ago. That was the last time I was in a B and M. So I went into Ambassador in Glendale, where I live. It's a nice cigar shop. They serve beer and wine, and they have a huge selection. They probably got easily 250,000 cigar boxes of cigars in their humidor it's huge but i was sitting across from a guy and you know we kind of ignored each other for a little while i was i was watching a game on my phone in addition to the games on the screen and, and then eventually just wound up having a freaking great conversation i realized how much i missed going into a b&m striking up conversations or even forming a friendship with a total stranger yeah I, yeah what's that Oh yeah, we went to uh, when we were at uh, R and T last night, and rent couple couple of random people, and Kent hands a cigar over to. to no. Oh, was it was that Emerson? No, that was the, Emerson, that was, the that was the artist. Emerson hands a cigar over to to this. You know, hell, for all I know, she's probably thirty years old, but she looked like she was about 19. eighteen. Yeah, and uh, just you know. 18 innocent all this and then she starts puffing on a cigar and i i do have to say it was funny she said that she smoked cigars before but it definitely didn't look like it because she 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 didn't look like she knew it was what she was doing but you never know like hand, handing her that cigar might have kicked off the uh the the obsession that that a lot of us get so which takes away from retirement it does like your 401k takes a hit and she ended up being the friend of the owner of the place, and we got a round of beers off the deck. That's that's yeah. also true. So, yeah, I spent a I spent a lot of time worrying that uh, when I inevitably have a massive heart attack in a couple of years, that my wife will sell my cigars to Emerson for what I told her I spent on them. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the actual <laughs> price, like you know, you're, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to include that in the will. Like, look, the the real value of these. Is this? Yeah, put a sealed I'm, letter, like in, in the will. Like, I'm sorry, sweetheart, but this is the actual value of these cigars. What'll happen is she'll call E and she'll go, "Hey, can you just come get these?" I hear it's the same situation for guns. <laughs> I blame these on his heart attack, not all the fried fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what? What is the 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 main local fair down here? Is it that? So that mostly. Uh, catfish that the arkansas has kind of of its own because we were talking about that at lunch today and it's not really a cajun area 
Although the Cajun food that we've had. You've got pretty- like a, especially on this side, this eastern part of Arkansas, there's a big like Memphis kind of barbecue influence. So Arkansas barbecue is pork barbecue. Like we had tonight, Emerson smoked up some pork loins. And they were middle of the road. I think everybody can agree. They were okay. Yeah, They'll I make mean, a turd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they were awesome, right? I think there's there's a lot of that. And then, yeah, fried catfish is going to be – that's what your mama comes out to eat. And then home cooking, you know, biscuits and gravy. We like to eat a good pound of cement for breakfast around here. Yeah. So yeah. Sausage biscuits, gravy. We, Chocolate gravy. Can we start an over and under when that heart attack's going to happen? <laughs> I don't think anybody take you money on that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. He uh, get uh, the calendar out and, and get squares. <laughs> you, 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 you did mention earlier you lost about forty five pounds, right? Yeah, I'm wasting away to nothing, man. I'm yeah. down to. I mean, I was about three eighty eight this morning. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but but I'm almost six feet tall, so you know, I'm hey. <laughs> You got me you look, beat. You look taller on the radio. <laughs> That's right. I mean, did I say almost six? I meant almost seven. I'm almost seven. Radio ads. <laughs> How many radio, radios radio are we on right now? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared, you got anything to say while while I'm over here hogging the mic? No. No. Really. All right. So Jared kind of sucks at life and doesn't want to participate. So yep. I'll just uh, keep going here. Well, he sticks like. Kind of, something like that. Yeah. How big is this car? No, I'm lazy, man. I don't edit. I don't have any sound effects. I just sit here and make people suffer. That's what I do. Good at it. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks. You really found your niche. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. So that's every, everybody has something to talk about until the mics are on. And then everybody kind of goes blank. I was thinking about like what what's your you know we talked about our first cigar earlier what's you know everybody has that memorable cigar like there was some something <laughs> ATF and Palooza ATF and Palooza baby uh, there there's that one cigar at some point in your life you know that that something was going on that you smoked like a cigar and it might not even have been the greatest cigar but it was like very memorable best subpar memorable cigar doesn't have to be a subpar i think that's a good way to go like i mean kind of you know one of those uh special occasions without being a special occasion type thing yeah so uh i don't know best subpar cigar um that's kind of tough and uh, does anybody have anything off the top of their head or no? And the memory that goes with it. Well, that's obviously. Gotta be I don't know. I think the m- memories that you have and you have a great moment with a cigar, it becomes a great cigar. It's no longer subpar. I mean, it might be considered subpar, but. In, in some eyes, yeah. But yeah. no, you're, you're right. I, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, there were some times when I was in, uh, in Iraq and I was, smoking, I was smoking some trash, but it was a great time. I was sitting and shooting the shit with the guys and enjoying an evening like this and and i mean those cigars didn't taste that great but it was a great moment in time i don't remember what they were probably five vegas or something <laughs> I, th- I think mine mine would probably be a, a quora the i don't even know if i'm oh, saying that bundles right. quorum yeah, yeah quorum a bundle of 20 for 20 dollars yeah 
Yeah, but I mean, I've uh, you Those know, are I, like short filler floor short, sweepings. Short, short filler garbage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but you know, I would I would grab those sometimes so that I have something to smoke on the way to or on the way from work. You know, just to have a short smoke in the car because I'd I'd always get the little little like three and a half inch. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I mean, that, that, you know that's what's what nice I, about a that, that's, about a, that's what I'm used to anyway. You know, so. what's nice about a one dollar cigar is if you need a robusto, and you just cut off two inches off of the off the Toro. That's yeah, it's no problem. But I've you know I there's there's been plenty of times that I've been, you know, either bullshitting in the parking lot, and smoking one of those, and just loving life, you know, just happy to have a cigar. Um, but. I don't, specifics. I don't. I don't think I have any specifics for that. So, I know Emerson and I have had a lot of. We have a guys night, do a poker night or something. We did one at my house one time, and that was back in the Gurkha days. I remember being like really upset, handing those Gurkhas out to guys that didn't smoke because they because you paid way too much for them. Because they paid way too much, and of course, you know the way cigars international. They're like, hey, we're going to give this to you for $4, but it's worth 45 Exactly. So just, you know, I joked earlier that you couldn't walk by Cigars International without, with your mouth open without them throwing a Gurkha in mm-hmm. your mouth, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. but we had a, we had a poker emails. night one time, and somebody had the bright idea that we were going to start taking shots with coconut rum, but we didn't have any shot glasses, so we just filled up a mason jar. And just passed it around the circle. Why not just pass the bottle around? <laughs> mm. I wasn't running the show, man. Even Coconut though it was my rum house. <laughs> mm. And I had, I wish I could remember that Gurkha because I feel like it, it was one of those small batch selects. You know, they only ran. Oh, right like there. like a cellar reserve. Yeah, or, yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, those are the only those are the only Gurkhas worth a damn. It had a Maduro wrapper. I think that was when it kind of clicked for me that I like darker smokes. And, uh, but yeah. We're smoking. One, I was smoking one of those that night, and the guy to my left, who was the last one to get the shot, the the mason jar, he had a two hour drive or an hour and a half drive home, and I felt that it was incumbent upon me to keep him from having a car accident on the way home. So when the jar got to me, half full, <laughs> I just drank almost all of it and passed it on. He was just mostly drinking spit from everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it settled at the bottom, but that boy can drink. Jordan, well, from 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 what I understand, that's like an Arkansas delicacy, isn't it? That's right. Oh yeah, he loved it. He chased it with a uh, peeps a PBR. He's a PBR fiend, and uh, that was a. We bring that up every time we get together. I mean, every single time. Emerson says he helped me into the house. I was fine, guys. <laughs> He was not fine. <laughs> what did you say that night? The wall moved? The house moved. <laughs> the house moved. <laughs> the house moved. I was, yeah, luckily it was my house, right? We were going from the garage into my house. So you should and, have known uh, better. I, I was probably only about 310 back then, man. I was fighting back then. Yeah, I was lean and mean. But I was holding on to the house, you know, working my way back in. I was telling, man, get off me. I'm fine, man. And then the house moved out of the way. Whistle pick, please. You know, what are you going to do if the house moves? I mean, you're going to fall a little bit. <laughs> you're going to lay down and try to hold it down so it don't That's blow right. away. Thank you, sir. Yeah. My wife, uh, I'd made a pot of coffee earlier because we were all trying to sober up. And I brought, you know, half a pot of coffee out to the 
out to the garage for everybody to drink. The next morning, my wife goes, who spilled coffee all over the floor? <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Emerson was in the kitchen. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I remember those Gurkhas, man, from that night. And and that that really fueled my fire to find some smokes that it's like, oh, cigars can taste different. Yeah. And some taste better than others. And that sent me down a rabbit trail of spending way too much money, you know, trying to time the free fall. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> trying to time the free the, fall on the, a box of LFDs, you the, know. The, the free fall on cigar bed. Yeah. Uh, How many marriages has the free fall ruined? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know about. The, I don't know about the free fall, but cigar bit in general, like that's man. If if you don't know what the hell you're doing on cigar bit, you're gonna you're gonna lose track, and you're gonna fuck yourself. Well, so, or you sp- you spread the bids out far enough where you're like, all right, if I win three of these. I've got them at a low enough, and then you win all ten of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then you go yeah, those there, first there, two years. Then you get a call from your credit card company. <laughs> Those first two or three years of smoking cigars on the regular, you wind up buying a ton of stuff, and then you'll smoke like four out of a box and be like, you know what? These aren't what I thought they were. And you wind up with this massive stash of just like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and you hear about everybody always talks about on the forum, you know, they talk about age, age. And when you first start smoking, you don't have anything with any age. Yeah. So you're like, I got to get enough to smoke and enough to put back. So in five years, they got some age. And you end up with like a bunch of tat peas, short filler tatuages or whatever. And you're like, "Uh, where are you at, Jordan? I I, got to smoke for you. I've been aging these cracker crumbs for six years now. (laughs) I mean, mean, to that point, though, a five-year-old, five Vegas... It's, it's actually pretty good, you know. I mean, it uh, it's definitely an improvement over fresh off the truck. Yeah, yeah, but five years down the road, you're smoking something that you appreciate a heck of a lot more than a Cinco Vegas Gold. Yeah. That's that that's another true. And the but golds are too, they're too mellow. And you you got to you got to yeah. plus you got to figure like you know five years in storage that that's taking up fucking valuable space in the humidor, where you could just spend a couple bucks more per stick. And uh, have a quality stick before five years runs through. Yeah, but all of us have Tupperware in our house yep. that we didn't have when we started smoking cigars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whole, yeah. whole ice chests yeah. full of uh, cigars and everything yeah, if there, else. If, there, if there's one thing that any new cigar smoker needs to know is you don't got to be flashy. You know, it, when when it comes to storage, you, you go cost-effective, not yeah. fucking flashy. You know, I've got about four medium-sized coolers on a shelf in my garage and i look up at them and like ask my wife like why do we have all those and she looks at me (laughs) and reminded me why we have all those (laughs) dude when i yeah when i moved here a couple years ago i had a thousand cigars sitting in a cooler for a year you know because i had some in my humidor but didn't want to even just take the effort to move them because I could just go to the cooler and find one out of there. Yep. You know, and then it's like... I don't keep bulk cigars long-term. You know, there there are cigars that I keep. You know, I have some 07 Liberties, which are, you know, probably the best Liberty ever made. You know, and I have some 20th anniversary Opus Xs and all that. But I just have a few of them. You know, I I smoke through my shit. Dude, when I ran out of the... So do I. Like, there's... 
it's very like I I do have so I've got my my wine door that is my main humidor my grab and go humidor uh and then i've got a couple of desktops that really aren't used unless i've got something going on you know i i keep a bovita in there to keep them up up to date but normally it's not stocked uh unless i have an event that i'm i know i'm going to be handing out cigars uh and then i've got the the big tupper door in the closet and it and like you said you know you don't keep shit and that that's how i am like i'll i'll throw shit in the tupper door with the full intention of, all right, I'm going to let these sit for a couple of years. And then a couple of months later, it's like, you know, I really want those. So I take them anyway. They don't, they don't get a chance to age. I but feel then like at the same time, like my wine door has, has, has some singles in there that have probably been sitting there for four years because I look at them. It's like, ah, I kind of want to smoke that, but not right now. So I'll, I'll grab it later. Yep. And meanwhile, I'm going to the storage, the, the long-term storage to grab a bundle of something that I, that, you know, I should be letting sit. But. I feel like I have, I have to have sort of a critical mass sitting there and then I can just, I may not buy a cigar for six months and then I'll buy a box of something I really like, or I'll go and buy a bunch of pigs, you know, or, or whatever, because I've got that kind of critical mass that's there but i have found myself buying fewer and fewer when i ran out of those tat unicos that we got from nate i went into a deep depression for a while Me too. and if i ever run out of uh 2012 cojones or however you say that i mean i'm i may yeah you, you remember those they they did three different versions of them tatuaje did those two 12s and I don't know if they still they still run them or not, but that original batch, I bought all of them that I could find. And when I run out of those, I may just quit altogether. I don't know. Those Unicos, though. Those Unicos. Tell the story they're about just, those Unicos, about those smokes. So, <laughs> let's see. Y'all know him? Yep. Yeah. 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 Nathan Bonick, um, he's out of Georgia. Yeah. And uh, he found a... A guy out of Little Rock, um, which is only about 30, 35 minutes from here or so, that um, was selling out his whole big humidor and all these cigars that he had had for years and years in in this uh, in this thing, and and uh, he he wanted me to go down there and look through them and see if it was you know okay deal, and went down there and and went through them for him and. Uh, uh, ended up uh he ended up getting them and and shipping them to him and all that good fun stuff and and uh for for me helping him out he uh he said you know pick out i don't remember what it was a couple boxes of cigars or whatever you know and and uh so i did and i, I picked out some tat unicos and some uh kahuno uh 2012 um broadleafs and those unicos uh, they probably had I don't know. They probably had six. Yeah, they probably had six years on them at that time or something. And see, aren't you that, glad that someone aged them though? Oh yeah. I made, mean, yeah. they would not have gotten aged at my house because they were, and they didn't anymore. <laughs> I mean, they they got smoked. Did you? Yeah. I mean, they, hey, if they're smoking good, burn them up. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, if you could test them over the years, because I know I buy way too many cigars. I haven't this year, but 
previous years, since before I joined Geeks, I was heavy into buying cigars. I know Cigar Bid was huge for me. And then I got into Geeks, and then I ended up buying more fucking cigars, because everybody on Geeks posting deals and what's new and what's good. So you start buying more than you could smoke. You smoke two cigars, then you buy ten more, and then you know you're aging a bunch of fucking cigars. Because I'm sure I still got a handful of cigars from before I even joined Geeks somewhere. Because I keep two cool doors. I got, shit, eight humidors that I run, and I got a couple Tupper doors still. Yeah. So, and I don't. I just can't smoke them all that quickly. And I, I think everybody who I give cigars to appreciates it because they're like, "Fuck, that's an old cigar. Like a fucking eight, ten, twelve year old cigar." I'm like, well, I didn't get around to smoking it, and I got more of them. So. Yeah, you see that people enjoy that aged cigar. If everybody just bought them and smoked them right away, then you wouldn't be able to enjoy an aged cigar. So there's something to it. What's your what's your plan? Like I do this, maybe I'm the only one, but when I get like that Unico that I said I smoked last year was my last one. It was the last one for several years, and I couldn't bring myself to smoke it because I knew it was so good. When I have the last one of something I know I really like, I just cannot bring myself to smoke it. Am I just crazy or what? I, and, and I've gotten to the point where I used to I used to do the same thing. I used to save them. This one's going to be for a special occasion and anymore. Every day upright and taking nourishment is a special occasion. I, if it's if it looks good, I'm smoking it. I'm smoking it right well, now. Well, here's a trick. I think if you can save two, it gives you a reason to grab those two when you're with a buddy who would really appreciate it. And then you'll right. have that chance instead of just having that one thinking, oh, what am I going to smoke that? If you got two and you can share one, it makes it that much better. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I I couldn't tell you how many cigars me and Mike have done that with. You know, heck, those Unicos, we'd smoke them together and stuff, and it was. I mean, it was that way too. But like, I'm with you though. You got one sitting there, and it's like, I'm gonna save that for something special, and then, you know. And that's that's something I I really try not to do at all. You know, because like Kent said, like I've what, talked about one? It before. Well, have, yeah. have one of something. Just, just like it's you always know, a problem. You know, special occasion cigars. You know. I, I try not to do that, but it's it's still always in my head. Like you know, like I said, I'll 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 look past something like, oh no, I want to smoke that another time. Um, but at the same time, like I've I've been pretty good about. All right, yeah, that that's a really really good cigar. I mean, I'll, I'll save that for later. Uh, and like, uh, you know what? Fuck it. No, tonight's the night. Uh, yeah, it's know, like I've got work work sucked, and and I need something that's gonna fucking bring me up and absolutely you know, that, and that that could be it you know just just that alone could could make your day you know turn 100%. that shitty day turn yep. that shitty day into a fantastic day oh yeah no there's definitely those afternoons for sure there was a lot of them whenever i was teaching high school yeah. oh i bet that's <laughs> i i'm sure i'm sure there's still a lot of them when uh when you're deep i i i could almost bet that you uh teaching or uh guiding grown ass adults can be more stressful than than uh teaching kids some days yes. yeah i bet some days yeah i don't know teaching high school is pretty damn stressful sometimes <laughs> yeah you, there's there's more hormones instead of attitude you're talking to a guy who moved away from his family <laughs> to go live in an oil field for two years <laughs> to get out of <laughs> to get out of teaching high school <laughs> So it, that, that, that's, that's a question I got for you, Em. So with with you guiding hunts and all that, um, and from what I understand, for uh, mostly pretty pretty established people, 
um, what kind of what kind of horror stories do you have with dealing with entitled assholes on a duck hunt or any hunt? I don't have I don't have many um, many like bad stories. Um, I do have one. Um, John Gallo of J. Gallo Wines and Spirits about blew my head off one day. Oh, so that was that was an interesting hunt. But oh, other than fun. that, um, other than that, I hadn't really had any bad ones. I I deal with pretty much two guys and their their friends and family, so I know the way that they handle guns and all that stuff pretty well. So it's it's pretty uh, you know it's pretty pretty straightforward. But but some of their guests you never can tell. No. I notice I'm missing a piece of his ear. Is he? No, it's not from that. Mike, Mike, Mike said that Emerson's missing a piece of his ear. And I'm, yeah. Now I'm trying to I look. definitely am, but that was good old skin cancer. Oh. Well, that's a different fucking story. Thanks, that's Mike. A story. Now I feel like a dick. <laughs> you should never feel like a dick making fun of Emerson. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, How's the uh, how's the Benadryl going, Kent? I just popped the first Benadryl because the uh, mosquito venom is starting to attack my immune system again. <laughs> I see you over there, like popping that shit out, and I'm I'm over here, like you know, what? yeah. Let me let me get some of that. <laughs> I'm sitting here scratching like a crackhead. No, not not right now, but maybe oh, later. He looked like a 13-year-old with a case of acne out here last night after all the mosquitoes got a hold of him. <laughs> well, I thought I was maybe itching because I grabbed that duck call and took a hit off that duck call. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe it looked kind of like meth bite. <laughs> uh, you know, right is that your tooth on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> one of the good ones left you know you know em i think it's about time for another dragon's breath might very well be yeah, that, yeah. The, sun, the sun has gone down now. and we are in darkness with the exception of yeah. the uh the uh festive lighting around the patio here yeah and uh you know i think we need more loud noises on the on the show oh yeah so i'll try to uh catch this one on video we're holding down the um and maybe post alcohol it tobacco along pretty with well the episode we need to oh. elevate the uh, uh firearm sport oh i'm i'm sorry I, I don't have the headphones down what were you saying no i was just saying we've we've been holding down the alcohol alcohol and tobacco part pretty good but uh, it's time for the firearms uh we, we we did have a couple of firearms uh go off since the start and right now yeah go ahead right now we got the dragon's breath hold on mike Hey, opa! Yeah, there we go. And, and are we going to have a fire? We may have. No, looks no good so fires. far. All right, no fire. All right, just keep it under observation for a couple <laughs> minutes. Yeah, well, we got Only fire watch for two hours before and after. Grass fires. Union rules. <laughs> now looks good. Looks good. No smoke, no fire. That's that's pretty. So. That, that's a pretty good time there, Emerson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so Kent, what what are you lighting up for the special occasion cigar? Since it's another special occasion, I'm lighting up uh, Velvet Rat. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. 
Yeah, those velvet rats, they're they're damn tasty. Which is fine. It is a damn tasty cigar. Oh, Dirty rat, like the uh, Dirty rat. more of a Corona, petite Corona size with the little pigtail on them. I'm about to light up an EP Carrillo Edition Limitada 2011. Ah, oh, there you go. Oh, you know what? You know what? I think I'm gonna grab. Um, it be- I think the 13 became the Dark Rituals. You know, what? you know what I'm gonna yeah. grab next. I think I'm gonna grab that. Uh, so I looked at the Oktoberfest that I got. I know you smoked the the first Oktoberfest yesterday. Uh, I got the the tenth Oktoberfest. I think I'll I'll grab that for the next one along with uh, an Oktoberfest beer. Um, I'm gonna put Jared on the spot and give him hosting duties for a little bit while I go take care of business. So uh, I'll, I'll tell my, everybody talk amongst themselves. I'll tell my backstory with the Edition Limitadas when I, I got into a real EP Carrillo phase. Must have been 2012 when I really started to actually smoke good cigars, and I decided I was going to buy a box of these for each of the years that my kids were born. So I had a kid born in 2010, one in 2012, one in 2013, um, and I had a box from the 12 and the 13 forever, but I could never find a box for the tens. And Bruce Long finally sent me a private message one day probably six or seven years ago and he said hey man i remember you looking for some tens a while back do you want to buy this box and i was like all over it you know the 11s were just because i tried to keep the streak alive for a while but my goal is to when my boys turn 18 crack out one from the year they were born and us smoke them together you know just just a a point of clarification i guess that that ep carrillo edition limitada 2011 is in fact the Dark Rituals. That's actually one of my favorite EP Carrillo releases. I think they redid a Dark Ritual release, but the 2011 was the OG. It's the best cigar. Yeah, the release was not. Are you? Do you want them? I got. A, I got lots of them. Okay. Still working on that. All right, I'll smoke it. I'll smoke it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk so good about it. Yeah. It is really Mike Casey good. just gave him that Thanks, cigar. Mike. Mike was smelling it, wiped a booger on it though. Before <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he licked. I had COVID two weeks ago, so I'm good. Oh, perfect. He, he, right now. <laughs> he, he licked it up and down, make sure it was right. So you got a Siglo uh, two. That's a Cohiba Siglo two. Bought on the beach in Jamaica with a glass top. <laughs> yeah, let me vet that for you real quick. Yeah, we need some authentic. We need an authentication oh, check. The glass, glass right, top here, humidor cigar. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if we should talk about how oh, that's expensive Cohibas have gotten. Beautiful cigar. Cohibas have gotten outrageously expensive in the last yeah, two years. That's all right. <laughs> I can, you can get those any day. I mean, these 2011 baby. Yeah. So I, I know we all smoke a lot of different cigars, but like I, I, sometimes I get hook on a brand. Yeah. Like right now, Dunbar, Roma Craft. <laughs> yeah, Roma Craft. Well, yeah, I Roma mean, Craft. Guys craft. Know Roma Craft whore. But craft right now, whore. I, I think Dunbarton is probably the best broad selection of cigars by a manufacturer that at least I've. I've well, I say yes. I agree with that. But you know, Dunbarton, founded by Steve Saka, who was. 
one of the nine. one of the OGs from the Liga line, which yeah. really took off like crazy. Yeah, he blended all the Ligas. Uh, now Liga's fallen off, by the way. Well, yeah, I think it's push your sweet bottom. Well, I think it's a uh, a manufacturing. They increase production, and when, whenever you increase production, you've got to make some concessions in the rollers, and you only have a handful of like your best rollers. It, you know, that's what I've noticed. I've noticed that the flavors are consistent. But when you have a burn issue with the Ligas, it diminishes the flavor. And I've noticed a lot of burn issues. I mean, does anybody else get into that? Like one brand? I don't want to call it a one brand rut because it's not a rut. I'm still a big fan of Don Pepin Garcia. I mean, they release a lot of different shit. If you know what to get, there's some great stuff that's constantly being produced. You know, um, when the you... Number, the, the blue. The blue the original Garcia is blue just original insane. Is still an absolute phenomenal cigar in my mind. I mean, yeah, you got Don Pepin and you got Jaime father and son duo making badass cigars so there's stuff that they release but then there's also stuff that isn't under their their label that they manufacture or produce for other uh manufacturers and when you find that stuff those are some real hidden gems because you'll find some of that stuff in b&ms everyone knows the big names but they don't necessarily know the other you know other product names that are produced by them and you can find those in it's spectacular. Yeah, look at Romacraft because they make the Palestani. They make the Fable. They make the Guanamo. Guan- but by the way, we do have a uh, Sherador where everybody brought eight cigars and tossed them in there to share. There is a Don Pepin Garcia El Tiante I put in there, which is about a 11, 12 year old cigar. So if anybody wants that. Good. I just finished a cigar. I think I'll have it right There you now. go, Emerson. I'm brand wise. I've been an LFD guy for a long time. LaFleur, Dominican are, you know, I'm not great with the pronunciations. But anything by Lito Gomez, you know, we're talking about blenders. It seems like it's all it takes for me to for me to jump on one. Or AJ. AJ Fernandez. Fernandez. I wanted to say Hernandez for a second. But Fernandez. You know what? Yeah. Talking about Lito for a minute. So the Texas Cigar Festival – uh, put on by it was before Sirius Cigar got bought up by uh, JR. I don't know if there's. I think they're still holding it, but for a while there, Lido um, was producing a event only. The Texas, LFD, yeah, LFD. The oh Texas Cigar gosh. Festival yeah. LFDs were lights out. There the was best Lido Gomez, almost there, hands down. There was like, one year where it was like a forty ring, forty five ring yep, gauge. Yep. I think 2015 or 2016. It was like a years. six by 44. Or something. Yep. Oh my god! And they were and they and there was ten of them in a box, and the yep. box was nailed shut. Yep. You know, and it was kind of a pain in the ass to get the box open. You couldn't really close it properly, but I I squirreled as many away. I've got part of a box left from Do you I think really? 2016. You lucky and son. I am. And those are like those cigars where I look at them and like, yeah, I really want to smoke one of those, but I hold off. I found I'll like them. smoke them. I found like maybe two boxes of those. Um, somebody from the site, I'm sure, sent me one. That's how I found out about them. Yeah. And squirreled them away. But that was one I couldn't keep myself looking at the last one. It was like, well, it's going to happen. You know what was another legendary good uh, Lito Gomez was the, the Factory Press 2. They produced Factory Press 1, 2, uh, for I don't I, I don't remember all the factory presses. Now they call it uh, now, now. I think it's just called the 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 press or something like that. Well, they did a chapter one in Capitolo two for like a 
press, but I don't think. Yeah, that but was this is a, this was, these were these were like the press was so sharp they were like it was like a candy bar, like it was a very sharp and that was the cigar I was in um, Outlaw Cigar in Kansas City, and they had a box of them, and I bought one. Actually, I bought one, smoked it in the shop watching some football, bought another one, took it home, and I smoked the second one. I was like, man, this is really good. And a couple, like three weeks later, I went back to the shop to buy more. They were gone forever. So Small batch cigars and small batch, small batch beers have, have been the thorn in my side my whole life. 100%. Uh, to the point where sometimes I don't even want to, I don't even want to try them. Because I'm afraid, well, well, afraid I like them too much. The number one thing, too, is when you get a cigar out of a box, like that specific box at the shop, and you like it, you like it, buy it. Because chances are you might get one, a different box, and it's not the same smoke. I mean, it is same by name, maybe not blended the same or rolled by the same guy, whatever. Could come from a different year. If you smoke that cigar that year, you know the shop you got it from, buy those. For, for me, as far as brands go, of late, Crown Heads can really do no wrong, in my opinion. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love the Crown Heads. I fell in love with the Serie E this year that they put out for the Eddie Van, Halen. Eddie Van Halen. And I bought it more on a whim because I'm a huge Van Halen fan, and I, I like Crown Heads. And it's still absolutely top three cigar for me for for quite some time. I haven't even smoked that one. Anything that it looks Hansel like the, uh, what's that pattern? That, it's it's yeah. his guitar pattern. It's the guitar yeah, pattern what, 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 Doesn't that have a name, though, that pattern? I think it's called something. I'm not sure. Yeah. I always think of... Guitar uh, pattern eruption. cigar. It might, might, and it might be eruption. <laughs> I think it's eruption. That sounds right. Brian's got his tackle box of cigars here. He's pulling one out. Yeah. Get back to that, what Jared was saying earlier about you know, if you if you find a cigar that you like, it and uh, you ought to go back and buy the rest of them out of that box. That's very true because, I mean, you figure you figure even uh, you know two boxes that come out of the same line going to two different places, the humidity can be different in one place or you know than than the other shop or whatever, and it, it'll. I mean, the cigar taste is can be completely different from one shop to the other. If, two cigars or just a lot, you know. Might make sure you get one of them tobaccoologies out of there if there's some left in there or those I got some more. Yeah, that tobaccoology was really good. That's great for Very good cigar, yeah. Oscar's another line that it's hard to go wrong oh, with. Yeah. yeah, Oscar. Yeah. I definitely like some stuff more than others, but all of it's been good. They had a uh what's it called? The Wild Hunt or something like that. Wild Hunter, Wild Hunter yeah. was was excellent. Is it still in production? We sell them at Sodi Cigar and Pipe in Oak Park Heights, yeah. Minnesota. Cigaros Premium Lounge in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it, and it's and the 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 Wild Hunt, it's uh it's a little bit cheaper than the uh, the Oscar about five six bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not terribly expensive, and it's an outstanding cigar. We did reviews on that cigar on uh, Cigar Geeks. Yeah, well. it was like a geek critique. Yeah, it yeah, was, I did that that review. It was a really good. Cigar. Yeah, you know, it's like you look on those geek critiques. You look for cigars that have a really strong consensus. And if you find a cigar where ever, or all the reviews are in a narrow band, that's how you know it's like you got a real winner. Even if it's even if that even if the reviews only came in kind of upper 80s or whatever, if everyone's agreed, you might have like the lowest rating would be like an 88, the highest rating would be in the 90s. 
Like that's that's lights out. That's an amazing cigar. Yeah. One one good thing on Geeks is you can find somebody that you have the same, you know, look look through the look through all the reviews and stuff and you can find somebody that you like the same stuff as they do. And then you can find another review that they did that they like that cigar and you can find, you know, you can find that cigar and most of the time you'll like that cigar too. You know, just going the same going taste as them. Going back to uh hey, I'm back. Um Going back to what Dan said about um, um, the uh, reviews and scoring the reviews, like when we do the geek geek, eh, geek critiques, like you know, he he made a good point in the past. I don't know if you remember saying it, Dan, or not, but um, you know, I think that's something that needs to be mentioned is when when you're rating a cigar, if you're going by any, like if you're going by the traditional like. Uh, CA scale or you know that point system whatnot um, you know you, you've got a lot of a lot of cigars rated like 95 94 whatnot that really don't deserve to be there because people think that they have to rate it a 90 to say that it's a, a decent cigar but <clears throat> half wheel and yeah and in, in all reality <coughs> half wheel yeah and <laughs> in, in all reality like you know uh, if you're if, if something's rated a uh, an 80 or 85, no, it's not going to be the best cigar that you've had. But at the same time, like you something that's honestly rated an 80 or 85, like that's you know that's going to be a decent cigar. Um, you know if it's honestly rated. But like you know Dan Dan brought up in the past in the forums that you know he doesn't rate much over 90 because 90 is an excellent cigar you know um so to to cross that threshold is kind of a big deal but these days it seems like you know unless it's 90 or above no i'm not touching that yeah though i scraped all the data from all the geek critiques at one point i think i did it two years ago and did it all the way back to the beginning yeah and I eliminated the geek critiques where there was less. There was two 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 cigars reviewed or less, so it had to be a th- three review panel or larger. Yeah. And I found out that for a just based on how reviews tend to be, a cigar would have to score above ninety six points to be like significantly better than the crowd. How many How many standard deviations is just one? So standard so deviation? so to be more than two standard deviations, it had to be. Above a ninety six, not ninety six, but it had to, you know, have have a review above ninety six, and and you know you you have to do some data validation and everything. But it's like there's only like four cigars that met that standard, and the, and half of them were um, Padron. Opus. Yeah. I just like, did you do an R regression? I did. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you 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 do your statistical validation and figure out which ones are like definitely head and shoulders those are the ones that everyone is probably going to enjoy no matter who they are but there's so much other good stuff out there that if you look for a consensus a tight a tight grouping yeah it's probably going to be a winner even Num- if it's not rated 90 or 96 or whatever numbers are tough for me too uh you know in terms of just like inter-rated reliability i look more for tasting notes or like emerson said if you find somebody that's rating a lot of cigars that you realize your tastes line up. Yeah. But the just the number, like, I reviewed cigars back in 2013 because I wanted to have, like, a badge or whatever. And I didn't know how to, I didn't know what a cigar should taste like in 2013. 
<laughs> right, yeah. Mike has a little chocolatey uh, horse shit, I think, is what I what I got in that one. Mike Mike has to have mathematical statistics on everything because he's a doctorate in mathematician. My doctorate's in computer science, bro. Come on. <laughs> Holy shit, you got a Mike, doctorate? Mike, what's, yeah, I got a PhD. Mike, Earlier when we were talking about 6,072 plus 386. <laughs> I don't do math. Wait, no. That's what. That's my undergrads in math, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. When we were talking about a special cigar for a special occasion, I smoked a tad after I defended my dissertation. Yeah. But that's not a, to me, that's not a uh, subpar cigar. So I yeah. didn't, yeah. I didn't uh, talk about it. So he, I got to interject just a little, a little side comment here. So Emerson is one of the most redneck motherfuckers I know. <laughs> not saying he's the most redneck person. I, I second. But <laughs> you got to watch out because he is one smart motherfucking redneck. Yeah, yeah for sure. And and I, I I will I will add to that like one of the most caring, giving people that you'll ever meet. I I'm just finding doctor, out now that but it's, uh, there are two people named Emerson. Six thousand five hundred eighty-two. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Fact checker got us on that one. Yeah. <laughs> So when you're talking about blends and, and uh, brands and stuff like that, it popped into my head. It seems like a lull in the conversation where I could f fit this in. When I was pulling through cigars earlier today at a very quick rate, trying to get some in the bag, I came across a Cigar Geeks oh, cigar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Renato. When, uh, does anybody remember when that happened, and does anybody oh. still have some left? I yeah that the the Reynado that's in the Sherador right now the 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 cello is about as dark as my cigar. It like, predates the geek one too. That was yeah, but the the geek one had to be sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, thereabouts. No, it it oh, no. It was before it was, that. It was yeah, pre seventeen because it was it was out a couple it was years fifteen before. or sixteen. I want to say fifteen. There was a band competition. I feel like I was in, like some, like music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big band, <laughs> orchestra. Yeah. Um, no, like we all drew up bands or whatever. I tried to, tried to get one in there. And in the end, there was no band. There was no yeah yeah. yeah there was no band. It ended up being like, well, everybody's is good, you know. Well, like, you know. What, wasn't that like one of his last releases before he went upside down? Yeah, yeah. yeah it barely happened. Yeah. And do you really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't find it. I mean, it was a good cigar. I was going to say, can we like, be honest about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a great cigar. I yeah, love the size. Yeah, it's the a, size it's a is so perfect. Size. But yeah. now with ten years of age on it, yeah, I yeah, don't... I may, I may visit <laughs> visit that one in a couple days and see what see I what should... happened. I, I did give this... it a hundred on Cigar Geeks though. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so so all right, so so uh, rating something a hundred, like. You're you're saying that that is you can find the no fault absolute with it. best cigar in the world, and you'll never find anything better than that. No, no you I can't just have more than one one hundred cigar. It's not that cigar against yeah, others. Yeah, but the other hundred can't be better than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, to me, a hundred yeah, cigar means right. it's a very beautifully made cigar. Yeah, it tasted amazing. It burned perfectly. That's it. Yeah, but now we're into the specific. It's not the brand, it's not the blend, it's this 
exact cigar. Yeah. Was a 100. Yeah. 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 The next one over not, might have a little, mention, to do a might have a little water spot on it or something for not, or a little not damage to, mention, to the wrapper. It's the best cigar in that moment. Right. Because there, there could be things like, you know, like we were talking about subpar cigars earlier. Like, you know, you, you could be smoking a mediocre cigar, but at that time, it could be one of the best cigars you've ever smoked because of the circumstances. But when I'm going to review one, I'm going to smoke four or five. Yeah. I mean, is that right? Uh, that, that's how it should be done. Well, I mean, I don't, you know, when uh, the, we you're, do, you're, when the, I've never, I don't think I've done one geek review or something. I feel like they sent out two, maybe. One. No, it's just it's one. Just one. So Some people send out a couple. But, but when you have four one. or five people, you know, it, it makes it a yeah. little better. Now, now, there's been cigars that I've rated, you know, when it comes to the taste profile and everything, 100. And then maybe there was a little hiccup in the burn issue or slightly ashing early kind of shit. Ashes falling off. But there's also been cigars, too, where damn near 100, but it just didn't look that great initially. Because like, you rate it as you have as it appears as well some cigars you know look a little mottled and the, the band looks shitty or something like that but it's a great smoke so 100 on taste 100 on everything else maybe the way it looks could take it down a few points i'll knock one up if the band's too tight he said he I said it he, no, he, he said he'll, he'll take off opus points if the band's too tight and he can't slide it no off. no op, no opus x will ever get yeah. Above a ninety-six, just because none of the bands will ever come off. It, damn it! Yeah, it's it's either glued to the leaf, or you have to like get a draw poker and delicately surgically remove. No, the you band. Slide, you, it, if if you could get it to slide, it's only going to slide if it's aged. Well, what kind of glue do they use? You put those slide things it over on. the lid end. I'm pretty sure. Usually, you can they use, you can peel it off. They use know? vegetable glue, but I mean. I think they apply it so that it does, so that they can't slide off. They've had a problem with counterfeiting, and I think one of the things they do to prevent people from sliding bands off and putting them on other cigars. No, Skip, Skip Martin will tell you, like that's how you take the bands off. Just slide yeah. it off. Yeah, before you smoke Skip, it. Skip Martin's the one that I learned. Like you, just I found slide it that off sliding it off, it'll either fuck up that cap or yes, tear the wrap. No, no, no. Every yeah. time, while, while Every you're time. smoking it, you could. You could slide the, it off. It never releases end. from the heat on an Arturo Fuente. Yeah, I don't care. No, on Fuente, no. I've burned the I've burned the band. I've smoked a little bit of band, and it just wouldn't come off. Yeah. I'd have to like, all right, well, time yeah. to do some surgery. And you tear the cap up, and then it's like, yeah, what then am I doing? The cap up, chewing on and leaves. Then you get some air in with it. And it's like, well, shit. Sorry, I thought I thought we were talking strictly Roma. I didn't know we were talking. Uh, I'm Fuente. I'm bitching about Arturo Fuente because yeah. it's one of my favorite band brands. Oh, like but shit. A lot of the good like, Fuentes, they're they're uh, torpedo or you know whatnot tapered, so you could you could slide them those off. Those are those are expensive easy. sizes. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we got a Fuente I, I that, apologist here, was, folks. I thought that was your forte. He's, he's afraid of losing a sponsor right now, <laughs> guys. The bands are great. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. If, if any if anybody's worried about sponsors, it's me. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've bad. No, I. I've got a policy. I, I don't smoke an Arturo Fuente that's less than five years old. No. Okay, well, that brings up an interesting. You, what is the, some of the coolest bands you've seen out there? I mean, okay, Opus X. I mean, yeah, Opus o X is probably Opus one of the X coolest has got to be top. Crow Magnon. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah, bands. go ahead. Bands. Badass. Huh? Those bands. Yeah. Just a sec. No, don't put. No, you put the mic on me. I, I froze up. I, I drew a blank. So those bands. 
I mean, ACDC, Rush, St. Cristobal, Clearwater Revival. They're like a San Cristobal. They're like a painting. They're freaking fantastic. I'll tell you another one I like. Ave Maria's. Oh, for sure. Ave Ave Maria's. Yeah, those Knights Templar ones are cool. I like a big ass band. Double band. I mean, I get. Well, no, just just artistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artistically, what's what's the best band that you could think of? What was the one that had the big ass band on it that was so oh colorful not too long ago? Well, so originally, one shot, one kills when they first came out. Yeah, those with were those cool. crazy names, they they had three sizes. They tasted amazing, and they had a whole sleeve on it. The whole the whole cigar. Uh, I forget what it was. the cigar itself was wrapped in some sort of tissue paper, like some sort of light right. parchment, and then the whole cigar had a sleeve on it, and those were amazing hammer cool hammer and sickle hammer and sickle, was hammer, hammer and sickle had some great bands yes oversized yep. uh, a little overdone but the hammer and sickle bands those were those were really good like i i had the one where um well i think it was 2014 2014 i smoked my last one about three months ago yeah that's just, i i had one that bruce sent me uh way back in the day um uh, padilla dominus the old Padilla Dominus. I don't know if y'all even remember those. But they had a lion on there embossed. Hey, I gotta, I gotta bring up the uh, yep. the Perdomo or the Pope Domo. <laughs> the Pope Domos. The Pope Domos do have. Yep. What was who made the cigar that had the little handcuffs on the band? They had little metal handcuffs. Oh, there's a couple of cigars. There. There's one with a cleaver on it, too. Yeah, and they have one with a skeleton. Yeah, I've seen one recently that's got a little, like, combat knife. It's like a little metal combat knife on the band. Those surrogates, you know, those different surrogates were kind of cool, too. I mean, they they were pretty simple, but skull and crossbones. Yeah. Who made the uh, the Moabs and the... I don't know. You want to know the uh, the band that gets my heart racing is the old flower pattern LFDs. Whenever I see one of those, yeah. thumpa-thumpa. It's because you know it's old. It's beautiful. It's going to be a damn good cigar. Along those lines, the uh, the old Camacho bands, the old, with with the with the seed. Oh, before they before with they like changed the, their current band the old, style. The old school Camacho Corojo, pretty yeah. tough to beat. Pretty tough to beat. What? So how long into your career, your cigar smoking life, did you stop saving every band from every cigar? Never saved them. Never got into that. Two years. I did it for a long time. Maybe not every single cigar, but it was a lot because I had this vision of a glass top. You know, I've got a buffet. I have an antique buffet. That's what I converted into a humidor. Uh And uh, around here, buffets is where you can eat as much pizza as you want. But Uh my wife let me know that it's also a piece of furniture. Uh And I had this idea for a long time that I was going to do a glass top on that, put bands all the way across it, and it no, just that's, never I, came to fruition. I I save bands, and then I get to a point where I've got all these bands. Like, you know, one day I'm going to do something with all these, mm-hmm. and then one day it's like, no, I'm not. So I get rid of them, I and then I still just start collecting them again, yeah. and they build up and build up and build up. And then one day, like, I'm never going to do anything with these. So I toss them, and then I start over, and I, I keep fucking collecting them again. I sold my house, sold my house. I got to get rid of shit. Yeah. Cigar bands are going. I still got a few, though, again. Yeah. Well, and in my, making that shadow box for the, the Toys I, for Tots auction. I, I was going to got. mention that. Like, yeah. that is one of the one of, one of of the the best one of the best 
pieces of artwork for cigar bands is doing the shadow box like M made yeah, yeah. That, that that I've got now where you know he took dowel rods and wrapped the cigar bands around the dowel rods and put yeah, them in a shadow box. That's cool. And just turned out fantastic. Yeah, and I've only seen like two or three other people that have done that personally. I, I mean, there could be millions of them out there. But I've only seen like two or three other people since I got that one that that have done the same thing. I think that's the perfect way to display bands because that's kind of in their original shape. Because yeah, they, I, I put a couple things together. Sent you at least one of them, I think. Yeah, I've, I've got I got your Drew Estate collab. Yeah, uh, and that or collage. And, and when you when you flatten them out, like one end of the band, it's usually got a little bit of residue. You got to trim it, and you know it makes an interesting collage. Yeah, but that dowel presentation where the band can be displayed curved like it's supposed to be i think is as good as it gets both of these pieces of artwork could be found at the black flannel state so you could probably do something with uh, wine corks wine corks and cigar bands an important sports break here mississippi state 16 lsu 31 Uh, go tigers here's here's a cigar band update it had took me a while to find it was the heisenberg cigar which I thought was really cool, Quesada, and they put the fucking band that has the uh, formula for the yeah, uncertainty the theory on it, yeah, which is that's pretty cool. cool. And it's one of those ones that didn't release any information on the blend or the tobacco used. Damn good cigar. Yeah, Quesada, excellent cigar. Quesada's got a few really neat. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, they the, don't do the every cigar has the same band yes. thing like the traditional. The, the, when they came out, they just had a different a band for every cigar. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Quesada Heisenberg is such a wonderful short smoke. It is. Um, and yeah, like Jared said, you know, I, I mentioned already, but I, I got the Quesada Oktoberfest uh, 10th anniversary is what I'm smoking now. Those are good. While I'm drinking a Oktoberfest from New Oberfalls Brewing in Griffith, Indiana. So I did a... Uh, I've got Man, a, I, th- this episode just sounds like a corporate whore. <laughs> I've got a box that sits on top of that buffet humidor I'm talking about that had like... It was made for to put pictures on the lid, you know, like you put on a coffee table or something. And I just... I keep like, you know, just cigar paraphernalia in there. But... I took about a hundred. I took about a hundred bands and made a little collage like you're talking about. And I go, that was way early in my cigar smoking career. And you go back and it's like, oh man, look how many Cinco Vegas's bands are on this. You know, I mean, it's it's awesome. Like I'm never gonna get rid of it. Yeah, but it's just funny. Like no good cigars. Yeah, yeah. You know, good for what they are, but no like very nice cigars or tat peas and yeah. you know, stuff like well, that it, like when i when i started the steel mill uh the department that i was in like on the uh on the information board in front of the office i noticed when i started there were a few a few cigar bands tucked in the glass and i asked my boss who smokes cigars uh it was like yeah who's smoking who's smoking the cigars and you know he's like ah, i don't know you know those, those have been there forever you know like oh all right and uh like there was there was only one good cigar band in that glass out of about probably 15 to 20 bands and it was a san cristobal and it was like the rest of them were just fucking garbage and it's like well somebody somebody knows what they're fucking smoking you know we haven't really mentioned ashton 
Ashton's got some very pretty cigar bands. They, yeah, Ashton does have. Yeah, have, the ESG bands. I mean, is does, does, very that, nice. does that qualify under the Fuente name, though? No, no? Ashton, Ashton and Fuente have a close relationship, but they're definitely different. They should, yeah. Yeah. I think the Ashton ESG bands are probably manufactured the same way the Opuses are because they're embossed. They've got, like, raised lettering, they've got all kinds of stuff. Now, as far as as far as bands go, uh, it, they might not be the prettiest, but they definitely make a statement. Um, and uh, you know, by by prettiest, I mean you know they're not fucking flashy embossed and gold plated and all that. But the the cigar band that makes the biggest statement in my mind has got to be the fuck the FDA from JSK. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you you got a band that straight up says fuck the fda and with all the regulations and all the bullshit that the cigar industry has been going through the past few years like you get that that's probably i i, I don't want to say it's one of the most important cigar bands uh, of of this time but it's definitely the cigar band that makes the biggest fucking statement no doubt so kudos to jsk <laughs> FJB. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. So, all right. Anybody got anything else, or should we wrap this up? I think we could probably wrap this up by the time you get done edited. We might have what six, eight minutes of content. You, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, something like that. You think right. I'm going to edit something? All right. Signing off from beautiful England, Arkansas. Where hopefully tomorrow I grab a couple of doves before I take off. Uh, we're going to set off some Dragon's Breath rounds and shoot some more guns, smoke some more cigars. Uh, yeah, Jared wants to see some coyotes. I mean, I do too. Uh, but uh, yeah, cigars, booze, firearms. Until next year, gentlemen. Cheers, everybody. Palooza 22. ATF and Palooza. Quack, <laughs>